0: Welcome to Cooper Talk. I'm your host, Steve Cooper. And remember, I'm only as hip as my guests. And I got to tell you, people, uh, my guest coming on today, she's friends with John Matta. And John's been on the show. And John's great wife, Rose, was on the show a while ago. And I always love when people come on that that they've known people you know for a long time. And it's just that it's this community where you don't even know how you know people like the reason I got in touch with Susie, I knew her. I think I sent her an email ages ago or a Facebook message. But John Matta has a wonderful, wonderful website called uh, Matta Inc. And he does. Matta Napkin. Matta Napkin. He does napkins. And I was lucky enough to be a uh, guest napkiner on there one time. And I was sitting there and I always look at his posts. And my guest, Susie Nakamura, was a, uh, was a guest and then she actually not she went further than the guest. she actually took her napkin and she took a photo and and then she put that up of her sitting with a cat and it was awesome so then what I, I did was I was going through uh, john 's <laughs> compilation of napkins, and he has one with a bald guy eating a red popsicle next to a tree and so I have to go I want to do that, but the problem is. I, I In my courtyard, there's a tree, but people are going to think I'm a creep if I'm sitting there eating a popsicle with someone taking a picture of me. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, my guest is Susie Nakamura. How are you doing, Susie? I'm
1: good. How are you? Do you know
0: the napkin I'm talking about?
1: You have to do it. Okay, because he You sit- have to do it. <laughs> you might get arrested. Someone might call someone, but it's going to be worth it.
0: Now, 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 you did the one with your cat.
1: I did, yeah.
0: Now what gave you the idea to take the picture? Did you just come up with that or
1: No, Matta Matta posted bring a Matta napkin to life. Oh, because... I thought
0: you started the whole trend. <laughs> no. I thought it was because of you, because I thought it, I don't want to be in competition with you. <laughs> I thought we were and we were I would I would be uh paying homage to you. But no You can still pay homage to me. But so so you just decided okay, so you did it and, and now is that your real cat?
1: That is my real cat. And when he asked me to do um a, a guest napkin, you know. I didn't I <laughs> I don't have a lot to work with, I guess. Uh but my my cat who I adore.
0: What's your cat's name?
1: His name's Gideon.
0: Gideon, okay. Yeah. How old is Gideon?
1: He's fourteen.
0: See, I, I, I would had I had a cat that passed away a few years back. I'm so Two sorry. actually. One was 15 one was 11 but i think the other one died because he missed the other one which is weird because he always the crap out of the other one. like i know i'm like it was like they're like an old they're like an old married couple and uh
1: after 10 or 15 years they become a huge part of your life yeah because
0: i mean it was like i mean i went through a wife before i went through a cat okay (laughs) i mean i mean she got killed now i i had we had three cats and the one was like this bitch the scruffy but I kept Archie and Kirby and they were my boys and people would love it cuz they would come over and I was always saying we all and it's not true I would say sort of like a dog just because like he would fetch beer caps or or soda caps and it was cool so so how did you come up with just you said I'm going to take a I'm going to draw my cat
1: um yeah that was the first thought because man a napkin is you know you is like a comic it's a daily comic on a napkin so you I have to have some, I had to draw something and I thought like what's the easiest mm-hmm thing to draw said, and the cat head is basically like a circle with two triangles on it so i was like okay i gotta think of something on the
0: cat <laughs> i drew I, I drew uh it was mr bill in a suit and i forget i said before oh before he was a lawyer he let people call him uh william or something weird and, and i gotta
1: look for that matt no, is I like, missed that's, that matt is
0: like that's pretty good and I went. Thanks. I'm trying to get my IMDb up, but my computer's not coming up because I always follow. I, I always follow on your your website. Anyway, you're from Chicago.
1: I'm from Chicago.
0: Okay, now
1: that's how I know Rose Abdu.
0: Okay, so now when now when you were a kid living in Chicago, did you always want to get into acting? What 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 made you follow this acting comedy? And I, I, what what made you follow this path?
1: You know what? I I remembered something that I I completely forgotten about. But before we get to that, I didn't. I don't. I I would have told you earlier that I didn't really think about it. I liked photography as a kid. I wanted to be like a Life magazine or National Geographic photographer because my dad was a really good photographer.
0: Now did he do that as a profession, or did no? He was a
1: teach. He was an English teacher. My mom was a nurse. Okay. So you know, but Chicago is is like a rich arts town, meaning like there's a lot of culture and. And the attitude, it seems, is that art and culture is for everyone, right? So there's free days at the museum, and there's free movies, and every year the Chicago public schools would have a um, field trip to see the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and there's, there's, you know, public art everywhere, you know. You grew up in an environment where you're like seven years old and you're like, let's meet at the Picasso. Right. You know, like, I mean, it's just part of, it's just part of. I was
0: talking about my first guest. That's the same thing. Cause we, I always grew up very, um, in Philly, the museums and everything. And yeah. I, I grew up the way. And as a kid, I hated it. Now as an adult, I like it. I mean, yeah. cause as a kid, you're like, I mean, I, you know, it'd be great charming a girl going, Hey, you know, hey, the, you know, this artist, did <laughs> you, know, so, 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 you know, that Stan gets, you know. But uh, but no. So so you're around it a lot. So, you're around
1: it a lot, you know, and, and it's, it's pounded
0: just... into you. Not like that, but I mean, you know what I'm no.
1: Saying. Sports is pounded into us. Yeah. Uh, and so I don't know. I I did it in grade. Like I did a play in grade school. We did HMS Pinafore, and it was fun. And I did um Greece in high school. But
0: who did you play in Greece? Were you Rizzo?
1: I was. I, I was. A, I started off as a dancer, so I was in the dancing. Oh, did court. so you
0: started? As a, you did you dance as a kid? Yeah, the, the ballet. Or? I wanted
1: a ba- yeah, ballet and jazz, and my mother tapped a little, so I think I avoided tap for a long time because that's she cool. did it.
0: But that's cool. You dance and <laughs> you, you did all that stuff. It's like cause my old my my girlfriend used to be a do ballet, but she couldn't get to a certain point where it's like you have to like peak i don't know there's some weird position you have to get in your i don't know and she said she couldn't do that and so then you're basically your career is over and it's like what the hell it's
1: great training though i mean it's sort of a basis for the uh, you know other dance forms so ballet is always good they even you know i mean even if you take tap they they do the same positions first position second position you know so you need to uh you need to educate yourself in the basics so, okay. Just like music, I guess, or anything else. No, did you play music? <laughs> I did. I played the piano.
0: Okay. So you did. You doing it all?
1: It was, a, but it's. A, it was around. It wasn't like I'm going to be a, right. a You know, a triple threat. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to do music. I'm
0: going to do this. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to take everybody's work. That's what I'm going to do. So, so you did that. So now you're. Well, what did you want to tell me earlier? You said you. Were... I re-
1: I had this. I don't know if other people have this, where you 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 conjure up this memory that you. That you completely forgot, but I remember listening to one of my dad's records, and I'm pretty sure it was the theme song to um, Magnificent Seven. Okay, right? Is that dun 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 dun. dun.
0: Is that know. is that is that Bonanza? I don't know. No dun, 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 dun. It was no. something like that. I know that, that is, I know song. Yeah, I, I think that is Magnificent Seven.
1: I remember listening to it and picturing myself on a television show. Okay. <laughs> And I was listening to the music, going, "Okay, the you know it's the opening. This is when like television shows had opening songs and stuff. It and was they, so great, and they wasn't spent it? Basically, nineteen minutes on the opening credits, and then there was like a three-minute show. But wasn't
0: that great? The songs, like, because my my <laughs> yeah. my phone, I got a new phone, and my I, my uh, my ringtone is uh, the Jeffersons.
1: Nice, and it's, it's just kind of... yeah, it's... it was like a whole thing. This you know, and the the, the lyrics would tell you the right. setup, whatever it was. <laughs> anyway, so I had this like I remember closing my eyes and and constructing this fantasy of like i'm gonna be on a television show and the this music is playing and you know like whatever my 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 picture is gonna come up and then my name and i was like i completely i completely forgot about that but i did that
0: see that's cooper talk no people no people always do that they say they tell stories they go
1: how'd that come to my mind and that's what it is how crazy though because i i don't i don't remember myself thinking about acting or, like, fantasizing about. I don't, you know, I just sort of, like, chugged along, and I would have answered a week ago, oh, I just kind of fell into it. But then when you have, like, some fantasy of some (laughs) Japanese girl with headphones on, like... picturing her own opening credits. Well, like, I can't really it's say awesome. I fell into it.
0: And you know what? You know what see, I'm going <laughs> to annoy my friends for the next week doing that song, and they're going to say, Cooper, shut up. And I'm going to go, dun, 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 dun. And now it's going to be stuck in my head. Thank you for that. Okay.
1: Maybe you could attach like your own credit sequence Maybe, to it.
0: Exactly. So now, now, when did you start actually acting then? Or finally, you were saying you were going to do this. Did you go to college?
1: I went to Columbia College in, in Chicago.
0: Okay. Columbia Film School.
1: They've got a great film My school. My friend Joe Catone went They've there. They've got a great radio program. Okay. They've so got you know, it's an it's a it's an art school. What
0: made you choose that school?
1: I started at University of Illinois, like I think <laughs> this sounds so this sounds so <laughs> sound so asian but i i was a math major.
0: Okay, that's my roommate was from Hong Kong in college and he went to, he was a math major.
1: And it was i was bored out of my mind.
0: Okay. Oh yeah, cuz it's a boring.
1: And i i don't really know what my options were at that point. I think i wanted to be an actuary cuz that was like one of the things cuz you can't you can't graduate and open up a mathematician store. Right. <laughs> so, i think my options were like actuary whatever and i'm i talked to an actu- actuary and he says you don't want to do it. He goes, it's boring. And he goes, all you do is work for insurance companies. So I remember that sort of, <laughs> that might have been the beginning of the end. But after I talked to him, I realized, like, yeah, this is really boring. I liked, I liked math, and I was good at it, but it wasn't.
0: Something you don't want to do for life. I mean, I as a kid, I knew every stat in baseball, but I wouldn't want to be a statistician. Yeah, because it's boring. It's like because they come up I and mean, there's so many weird stats because I think they're just bored. It's like you know this guy leads the league and hits on a Tuesday in October, and that's like an actual. It's just unless you were and you you have a seems to give a very nice personality, you're outgoing. I can't see you sitting there like you, know, you would go crazy sitting there. <laughs>
1: But yeah. it's weird. It's like no one really does math for fun. But that's what I was. That's what I was doing. I liked it. But I'm like, I don't want to do this as a career. I just do it because I like it.
0: So you pick club. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> but you're you're a, you know some people some people walk around you know doing crossword puzzles. You do long division.
1: <laughs> I like the way the numbers looked on the page.
0: Oh, I love that. I love figuring out. And as when I was little, my parents always had me figure out the tip because I would figure it mm. out because they would say twenty percent, so I would. And when I was little, I would sit there and do ten percent plus ten percent, but it made me sharp, and I'm very good at. But it was it is fun, math. Yeah, is fun. and
1: math, When you think about it, math is like every. I remember my dad used to. Um, he would, in the papers, see what the Cubs attendance was, and then he, and then, and I would have to figure out the percentage of attendance versus the capacity at Wrigley Field. That's good though. Makes, <laughs>
0: that, that's that's something that's what do That's good though. That's so, you know, people I'm going to sit there. I'm going to send uh, Susie a message during the Eagle season, and uh, I'm going to tell her by the end of the season, have this paperwork on my desk. It's going to be the overall sales. But that's cool. So, no, so, so Columbia. So, how Columbia did you choose College Columbia?
1: Because
0: <laughs> you're sitting there going, I'm done with this math. Now, do you say I'm going to act? Or what, what, One you-
1: of my oldest friends was going there. Okay. Uh, my friend Wing, he's a filmmaker, um, and we went to grade school together. We went to high school together. We worked at Crate and Barrel together and then we ended up going to Columbia. he was going to columbia and so i was like all right i'll go to columbia he's a he was in the film program obviously
0: and what was your major
1: i think i started off as a radio major but did not take a single radio class <laughs> we never do that
0: <laughs> radio is not hard i never i've never had i didn't even know i mean first time i tried to run this board i know what i was doing i just talked
1: i think you know well the, the first year you do all the you know all the classes you're supposed to take but it's an art school so you didn't really take Humanities, you took humanities for the visual artist, right? <laughs> and you didn't take math, you took um, holograms, math, and infinity. Well,
0: you're lucky you didn't take math because you would have been the one who broke the curve because you do it as a hobby. You're like, I'm mason this,
1: it was such like an artist school, you know. And it makes sense because I don't know, I enjoyed it for the first time, I enjoyed college for the first time, um. Because I didn't, I didn't enjoy it when I was doing math. So yeah, cause I was like, "This is it. I got to do this for four years. I, I'm going to lose my mind." So, and I, I remember I would visit Wing in the fil- he worked in the film cage, and I would just sort of like visit him. And I was, re- you know, I was just kind of lost. But I took some theater classes. I took art classes. Um, I worked at Crate and Barrel <laughs> part time, and I just kind of like I wasn't ever a theater major,
0: right? <laughs> But that's weird. So, but so, so, okay, so then how do you end up... You get out of... Now you graduate.
1: I didn't graduate. You didn't graduate. I did. No, what you happened? Did you, you had to... At Columbia, you had to pay for the last semester before you could start again. So I would, you know, go full-time and work part-time and then maybe work full-time for a while, pay that off, and then go back. So I went four years, but I never... I didn't graduate. And I was... I had a... I had just paid off my last semester. I had taken a full-time job at... Dean Witter Reynolds, which they don't—they don't exist anymore. And I was going to school at night, and when I—I I just paid off the last semester, and was—they was, they were having um, auditions at Second City. Okay. And so, and I was working in an office. I was like, I was an assistant, and I was—I worked Kitty Corner from the Sears Tower. Like I was that guy.
0: Right. The mathematician <laughs> who just just—it just went into another job, but just not as boring as a mathematician. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because I was going to school during the day and working at night, and then I was like, I think I can, I can get more hours if I work full-time during the day and then go to school at night. So I switched that around for a Anyway, and then I went on my lunch, and I I didn't know what the audition was for. Someone just said there, Second City's having auditions, and I've always wanted to go to Second City. My mother was... Obsessed when they shot the Blues Brothers in Chicago and they drove the car through Daily Plaza. She, I mean, she like I think she even saved the newspaper article about That's them funny. shooting the you know shooting that scene in Daily Plaza. And then we went to go see the movie, and they swore up and down. And I was I remember thinking like Oh my god, I'm going to get in so much trouble because they're swearing in this movie. And she was laughing, and so that was a like, completely different. Um, it really opened my eyes. Of like, there's this movie where they're swearing, and my mom isn't mad. Right. Like, this think, is a job. Is, and she told me like those that that the two the two men in it were from a theater in Chicago called the Second City. You know, so like this, it was this big deal, huge deal. And so when, so I, I was always sort of fascinated by the Second City. I knew they had a school, um, but I could never afford it. But I heard that they had a uh, What do you call? Scholarships. So when I heard that they were having auditions, I was like, oh, my God, I can audition to get a scholarship. And so I went to the audition. I had no idea what I was doing. I mean, no idea what I was doing. It was one of those things where I wasn't nervous. Because you didn't care. Well, I knew they weren't going to hire me in a million trillion years. But I thought if I go... And I can see what it's like that if I ever have to, if I ever want to audition, I, I know what to expect. You know, like you don't know what it's, it's, they ask you to improvise. So you don't know what to, you have, you have no expectations. And so I went and I got called back. I went back and I, you know, whatever. Can I swear?
0: Just not the F word.
1: Okay. I messed around on stage. You
0: could say screw it up or, you know.
1: Yeah, I was just like, whatever. Um, and they hired me.
0: So that must have been awesome.
1: It was awesome, but it was so confusing because I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't know what I was auditioning for. Okay. I didn't know that they were there were auditions for the touring company, and I was hired with um, Jody Lennon from Exit Fifty Four and the Annoyance Theater, and uh, Kate Flannery from The okay. Office. That's how I met. <laughs> that's how I met Kate Flannery, who I just saw with Rose yesterday. Um, we still keep in touch, obviously, and uh, I think Jody and Kate were doing a show at the Annoyance Theater. It was they do they did amazing shows. They probably still do uh, at the Annoyance. They did Manson the Musical and the Real Life Brady Bunch, and they did they were doing all these shows, and so they couldn't go in right away. I actually think I was hired as maybe like an understudy or something, but they couldn't go in. So I went into a touring company right away. Do
0: you know, sorry to interrupt real quick, when you said the Brady Bunch, my friend knows a girl. Do you know Madeline Long? Yes. No, because she know a guy I went to college with and he always says, oh, my friend played, she played... Someone in the, Alice and Brady. I don't know who she played. Someone. I'm friends with her on Facebook. When did <laughs> you say you she said she was.
1: That- um, I think she was Cindy.
0: Cindy. Okay. Yeah. I. I yeah. I just weird. know As you said that Brady. just. Sorry. That just popped in my head. I'm like. And she's from Chicago. I believe.
1: Yeah. That's. Okay. Well, that's the Annoyance Theater. Okay. And back then, the Annoyance Theater and Improv Olympic and the Second City. They all kind of like we all kind of bled into each other a little bit. You know, the same people or directors and teachers all kind of. It was almost like the same group a little bit,
0: so you went on the tour a touring group with that yeah, so I you're going to different places and performing yeah. now are you really enjoying it do you do you feel at home? I mean
1: yeah, is it I better was, than like, that It was I mean, if you can imagine, and I was like twenty I was tw- twenty one I, I mean which is a baby right to me now, and you're they throw you in a van or on a plane or whatever. You're with the nicest, funniest people you've ever met in your life. You're um, doing shows and you're laughing and you're, you know, growing, I guess. And you're you're exposed to all this and they're paying you. It's the craziest, it's the craziest, greatest job in the world but yeah, it, because of the people you're with the nicest funniest people you've you have ever met in your life and
0: you have in common with them you know it's like you all I mean it's pretty much anything, yeah. it's not you know like comics a lot of them are bitter and it's like that but this you guys are have to work as a team somewhat yeah so, you have it,
1: to support you know the, the nature of improvising is you're you're not alone on stage and you're, you get the support of everyone else that's uh, on stage with you and so and the, the fact that, that that was my job and that I could make a living barely sometimes um that I could make a living at it was it was one of the greatest experiences
0: So how long did you do that for?
1: I think I toured for 3 year close to 3 years.
0: Okay, so and did you just feel like you grew out of it? What made you just say I'm done?
1: Um, they actually asked me they had, they were opening up a new theater in Detroit and they were hiring a Detroit cast and they wanted one Chicago person to go. And so they asked me to to do it and so I went and I opened the first two shows at the Second City Detroit and then came back thinking like, okay, I'm gonna go to Detroit open you know, do them a favor or whatever. I don't even remember how it was posed to me. <laughs> and then come back and then just continue at the Second City. But then after uh, Detroit I did an independent film that shot in Chicago and I loved it. Like okay. I loved it. I loved everything about it and I thought like I wanna do more of this. I think I wanna move out to Los Angeles. Now had you been to LA before? We part of this movie is is called the Strawberry Fields. What is it called?
0: <laughs> is it on your IMDb? Because I they have it right so. here. Let's, yeah. Let's see. Uh, Strawberry. Um, it's not on there.
1: It's got. It's oh, it's got,
0: Strawberry Fields. Yes, yeah, Strawberry Fields. Strawberry
1: Fields. It shot. It's part of it. Shot in California. Okay. So we shot a couple weeks in Chicago, and then we shot a week in uh, outside, right outside of Los Angeles, and like in Lancaster or somewhere in the desert. And I thought. Like, I'm going to pay off my credit card, and I'm going to get my SAG card. I'm going to join the unions, and I'm going to move out to Los Angeles within the year. So you did. So that's what I did. And I moved out with my friend Wing um, from my childhood friend Wing.
0: Where'd you guys move to?
1: We He had a place in Echo Park with some friends from Chicago that had already moved out here. And I stayed in an apartment that had been passed down a couple, Second City gener- a couple Second City Generations on Gower, which was fantastic because you left the front door, you could see the Hollywood sign. It was like the perfect apartment. My friend to- used to
0: live up, that, up there, uh, Cherimoya. My friend lived up yeah. there. But the, the Gower Gulch was down there. Yeah. And that, there was that supermarket. Uh, I forget what it was called, though. Something market. But so, so you're out here. Yeah. So, so now what's your, what was your first? So you come out. Now, did you get an agent right away?
1: No, are you kidding me? I I babysat for money.
0: That's all right. I, I Kids had great math skills.
1: <laughs> I how did it start? I think oh they, they had a second city alumni jam out in Santa Monica and so I you know, all the second city alumni sorta of went out to, to to the to this theater that doesn't exist anymore called the Upfront, owned by um, Jane Morris and Jeff Michelski who was, you know, second city right gurus at this point um and it was a social thing we got to see each other and you know like uh, we were all we had all moved out around the same time and we didn't know what we were doing i don't know most of us didn't have agents or we didn't have anything going on and i think jeff garland said you know would you babysit my kid for a week and i was like yeah i'll do (laughs)
0: there you go now was he already known at the time or was he
1: he was he was i think he was still doing stand-up at that time so, I mean, so this was 96, all right. 95, 96. This was a long time ago. So I ended up babysitting for him and my friends, Dean Austin, um, Pat Finn, who's an actor and from Second City. Like, I, I babysat all this. Second City okay, so you're working. So then, so, all the Second City kids.
0: So when did you finally get an agent? Was it um, when, Did someone, maybe one of these people, you babysit their kids, did they maybe hook you up?
1: Jeff Garland says, do you have an agent yet? and I said no and he goes i want you to meet my agent i'm i'm leaving <laughs> <laughs> so
0: there'll be a slot open but he'd
1: be good for you and he i met with him and he he's he was he's my agent well he's my manager now but he was he was my agent i've been with the same guy for 15 years <laughs>
0: That's good. I mean, you, attend, and you work all the time. You have yeah. an unbelievable IMDb. So what was your first, I mean, I'm seeing this, like, what's well, so funny, I see you have a credit as two guys, a girl, in a pizza place. Like, yes. The, I well, Richard that. Rucolo was, the, was one of the guys who was just on a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he's, he's from a town next to me. He's from Marlton. He grew up in Marlton, New Jersey. Oh, really? Yes. We were talking about Marlton and Cherry Hill off-air people. That's why, you know, even though she's from Chicago, she knows the hood. <laughs> the hood. That's why I call it the hill. Cherry, the hill. The hill. So, so okay, what was your first gig?
1: My first gig was a show, my first gig on television was a show called Common Law with Dave Pesquesi from Second City. Okay. And um, Carlos Jacot was on that show, and one of the writers, Peter Marietta, was also from Second City.
0: Now, did you get a few auditions, or did you get right it off was, the bat?
1: It was, uh, uh, it was an audition for a, a lawyer named Peter. <laughs> and I remember I showed up, and I was the only girl, and I was like, what am I doing? This is crazy. I I'm, I'm, I should turn around and go home. But then I just did it, like, not as a man, but I just thought, like, well, if it's a lawyer, it doesn't matter if it's a boy or a girl. And I just did it kind of straight. It was someone who was mad. And I, I got the part. They changed the, the name from Peter to Susie. Okay. <laughs> but,
0: but that's that was your start.
1: That was my start. Now, but, I-, I mean, I did – I mean, when I first moved out here, like, I did uh, – I did – um. You know the video that you sh- that you see when you stand in line at, at like Disneyland? Yeah. I did one of those. Okay. I did that for the honey I shrunk the audience and I did another one for SeaWorld.
0: Okay, well that's cool. That's good though. It's work.
1: I think I did like a I think I did like a FedEx industrial. You know, like I didn't get on television right away. I was I got a commercial agent and they would send me out for stuff and I would just try and Did you,
0: you know, have any big commercials?
1: No, I don't do well. I audition for commercials all the time, and I just do not do well.
0: That's But you get a series. She doesn't do well for commercials. Hey, are you casting me She she's, she's on a show with Matthew Perry. But, you know, no, she doesn't audition well casting directors. It's characters. weird. I'm just so, like, yeah, no, It's not weird, though. You can get... you can get Which I heard it's like the most... We'll talk about it, which is like the most... The, a long process to get a series, but a commercial... Yeah, it makes no sense. I've so, been trying for... 15 years. I don't think you need commercials anymore. <laughs> I think I think your resume, you got to kick ass. It doesn't say, you know, the Maytag man's <laughs> girlfriend here. So now, now I, I'm looking at your resume now. It says The Closer. Mm-hmm. No, wait, is that the one that just got canceled? Because no. I was there, because that looked, okay. now what was The Closer?
1: The no, the, there was another show called The Closer, and it was um, Tom Selleck's Return to Television.
0: He was, was his mustache that nice in real yes. life? Yes,
1: yes. He seems yes. like he'd be a
0: really, really nice guy.
1: Super nice, super tall. Like he looks like the Marlboro Man. Okay. Um, and it was his return to CBS, and it was this big deal. It was fantastic cast with David Krumholtz, right? Um, and Ed Asner and Penelope Ann Miller. I think was added, and it was it was my first series. You know, as a series regular, so it was I just sort of.
0: How did that make you? That must have been awesome, though. I mean, you must have been like, you know, going from SeaWorld videos to being with Tom Selleck. I mean, that must have been. I mean, you must it have was just crazy. like it must be. Like, and because your life can just change. I mean, your life changes. I'm sure. Uh, it,
1: you know what? It was. A, it was a good lesson because one of the first pilots I did was was The Player, and it was based on the movie that based on the book The Player, which was made into right. a movie, and it was the same. It was the same writer, and the 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 hype around that pilot was like oh my god this is this was going to go for sure this is going to be a huge hit for i don't even remember what network it was and so i was like all right here we go <laughs> and, you know and, and and it was a great pilot i walked i remember i went to the screening and saw it and it was great and i was like oh my god this is going to be great i'm going you know this is and then it wasn't picked up after all that hype and I think the note from the network was that it was too smart for television. Right.
0: <laughs> Sometimes people say, like, there was a great show called Action that was with Jay Moore. And they would say, oh, it's just too L.A. But it's like, uh, so, well, it's takes place in L.A. What's it going to be? You know, Des Moines? So
1: It's too Des Moines. So I think that was a good lesson for me because it was so, you know, people basically said to me, this is going to get picked up for sure. And it wasn't picked up. And so, so you were
0: going in humble, not humble, but you were like, I'm not. Thinking too much with the closer because it's happened to me before.
1: Yes, and that was my first experience, which I which was very valuable to me. I mean, I'm I'm glad it happened because it sort of um, it protected me. I think for the rest of for every other project that followed. Okay, and so for the closer, there was a lot of hype. It's you know. It's Tom Selleck's Return to Television. The cast was amazing. They threw a bu- – you know, we had a great budget, and we shot at Warner Brothers, and, you know, I had a parking spot. And I, was, I remember this thinking, like, I'm just going to enjoy this. Right. <laughs> or as long as it lasts, it lasts, which was, I think, was 10 episodes. Um, and, uh, you know, I ever since then, I just sort of, like, I've tried to be – it's difficult, too, because a lot of television is, you know, the the potential is there for it to be – to change your life, basically, right? Yeah, but you have to sort of fight that expectation in your head. and,
0: I, and that makes sense. But it must be hard too, because especially as big story. So, you know, were you depressed when it got canceled? Did you go into the depression, or did you or you were already grounded from the player thing? So you said, uh, uh, "I'm not going to get too upset."
1: I think I was. I think every actor will would say that after every project, they think they're never going to work again. <laughs> so you get to this point where, like, well, that was it. <laughs> I had a short run, all right uh, had a good done. run, and I guess i'll get in, I'll take my real estate license, um, and you have
0: math <laughs> to fall back on
1: <laughs> I, can, I can figure out the uh, attendance at Cubs games um, so yeah, I mean i think, I think i just i don't know I, I, I think i I didn't work for a long time after that, and then it gets to a point where like, well, whatever, I might as well just do something I want, and then you end up doing a stage show, or you know you shoot a but, a, a stupid thing with your friends, and 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 then I realized, I think I like the balance of that. Okay. Like, you do, like, when you're struggling in Chicago, you, like, wait tables or whatever and do plays, whatever. And I thought, okay, well, like, maybe television is my restaurant job.
0: But that's, but that's cool, though, because I saw because you ended up on the West Wing. <laughs> yeah. Now, how many episodes were you on the West Wing?
1: I did, I don't know, maybe 10.
0: Okay, so now, did you get that after being away from... The closer, yeah. how did how did that come apart? You, you were doing I, these projects. That I
1: auditioned. Fun. I think I auditioned for two parts and on the West Wing. And I read the script, and it was like the it was one of the best scripts I'd read up to the. I you know didn't have a. I didn't read a lot of scripts, um, but it was. I could tell right away that it was it was a great great pilot script. And I auditioned, and I I you know I was nervous, and I didn't think I did very well. My manager. Or uh, my agent said, "How do how do you think it went?" And I said, "I don't, I don't think it it went very well." And he goes, "Well, you got it.
0: <laughs> See, there you go. See, that's that's awesome. So now now you're on for ten episodes.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: And so how did your did your character get written off? Did you get killed or what? Happened well, to
1: you? it was a, a it was a guess. It was a recurring character. And what was as,
0: your character? Your character was uh,
1: I was Sam Seaborn's assistant, Kathy. I was okay. Rob Lowe's assistant.
0: Oh man, he's such a handsome guy. I'm <laughs> so, sorry. Is he? Is he like that? Just beautiful in real yeah, life? No, because you see him on beautiful. TV and you go, God, this guy. You like? Did they just like? I mean, he and the funny thing is, he's funny. And it's like, it's like as a guy, you, you just love him because he was on Franklin and Bash a few weeks ago, and oh, he yeah. played himself like arguing with him. And I'm just like, this is like the coolest guy around.
1: And, and remember when he did. He played that character on Austin Powers, where yeah. Robert Wagner was him, and, <laughs> <laughs> and Wayne's World. Yeah.
0: he just—he's just so awesome. So you're working with him, so and so well, that must have been really cool.
1: It was great, and he—you know—he was great because I think he taught he he taught me. You, I learned a lot just by watching people, and so it's not like he sat me down and said, "Listen, Susie," you know. I just sort of watched him, and he worked hard, and he came prepared, and he had a great attitude. So I remember thinking, like, that's what I, you know. That's what I want to strive for, and um, I, I, I auditioned. I kept auditioning for you know because when you're a guest star, you could you could still be a series regular on another show. You okay, you just can't be a series regular on more than one. And I I, I auditioned for another show called Daddyo with Michael Chiklis, and I got it, and
0: another guy I love The Shield I mean you see him like when he was in the commish, he was like this little I know, pudgy guy young. and then you see him like a pudgy little then you see him The Shield and the guy's just like badass like you're like you you hate him but you like him because he's so cool yeah so I remember so you, you got so you were you are doing a recurring role on West Wing and then you go out and just so you know every actor actress hates you right now <laughs> because you know because she's the West Wing and with Michael <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So, so you go out and you audition for daddy yeah and that was as a series regular series
1: regular and, yeah.
0: and you nail that; you get it.
1: I did get it, and they were both on NBC, so NBC was great. They let me kind of do both for a while, but it was very difficult because I, you know, it's a full schedule Monday through Friday, and then they would they would schedule my shoot days for The West Wing on my hiatus. Okay. So that, and that so that was hard.
0: Now, Daddyo <laughs> was dadio a sitcom?
1: Yeah, it was a sitcom. So a half NBC. hour. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So now you got that. And what was your role in that?
1: I played uh, 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 one of the moms with. Uh, there was sort of a, a mommy's group that included stay-at-home dad michael chiklis and uh it was it was a great experience like all, all you hear a lot of nightmares you know people working with crazy people awful people blah 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 i i, I don't know if they're those must be the exceptions because every experience i've had has been great the people are nice the crew's always like worked hard and everyone wants to be there and it's 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 always a good experience. I now, feel very lucky.
0: Now, as an actor, was it weird going from a drama and West Wing is so serious to comedy? Because I mean, you're still, I know it's different times, but it's like, you know, your background is improv and stuff like that. And then they say comedians and people do comedy can do great, serious acting. But is it weird? Cause I just, even like the, did people ever sit there and like, I mean, people must thought, wait, 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 that was a girl on the West Wing. Wait, wait. She's making me laugh now. I mean, did, did was it odd for you to judge? Because you were going no, not, – it's not like it ended. You were going back and forth.
1: I was going back and forth. I was shooting, yeah, on my hiatus. No, I don't think I make a conscious – I don't think I make – I don't think it's a conscious choice of like, okay, this is a drama, so I need to behave this way. I think – I think – I think I just look at whatever the words are. I just look at the text and uh, I, and that sort of drives – drives me or the character. Okay. The hardest part was like I never knew what studio I was going to.
0: I say like wait.
1: So I would if I to if I zoned out for a second, I would drive to the wrong studio. That's
0: funny. Now, now during this, did people start to recognize you? Because you you are I mean you're on TV, but the thing is you're on TV. Te- you're on two shows.
1: Never recognized.
0: Never. Well, do you, do you never? Do, is that never? And you just want a free drink every never. once in a while. You want something? To go hey, here's a free latte. You probably you know it's like because people do that
1: what i mean seriously maybe once every 3 years
0: and that's so weird so and that's just crazy so how long did daddyo last
1: uh, it was a mid-season replacement we got picked up for a second season and it was canceled in the second season so i don't know
0: now why did you leave westwing because um, the show went- uh,
1: yeah i just i just couldn't we it, i couldn't schedule it anymore
0: so okay, so you're going back and forth now. Then the show gets canceled, but then I know you were in Curb. Now, how, how did that come oh, yeah. about? Because I, I love. I've had so many people on the show who have been in Curb, and I love Larry David. He's, you know, I'm a mixture of Bruce Willis and Larry David. That's what I am. But um, now, how did Curb, did Curb come along? Because of Jeff Garland? or yes,
1: I, I think I like. I remember improvising something. I, I don't. It was one of those things. It sounded like a project hey you want to do this a bunch of friends are doing this so okay. it's like okay and i remember we had to we shot in some um office building in century city and it had to be empty so i think i, I got there at like nine or ten o'clock at night <laughs> i mean it really reeked of like will you do your friends web series or whatever okay wore my own clothes did my own makeup like in the lobby of an office, like <laughs> putting mascara on. In the car, in your, Seriously. And then uh, they just said, uh, you know, this is the setup. And then Larry hasn't seen this, so you tell them this, you know. And so we shot it. And it was, a, it, it was a one-hour special called Curb Your Enthusiasm, which ended up being, I guess you would call it the pilot. But it was like the first one. But I guess HBO liked it enough to, to make it a series. So I went back as another character. So I did... I did the, the one-hour special as the set designer.
0: Now, were you aware of Larry's work? I mean, you knew all the Seinfeld background and all that stuff? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So you know it was legit, but then you're like, you know, sort oh, of— yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: And there were, you know, other veteran character actors there, so it wasn't like— Right. Yeah, so it was really fun, and, um, and then they, I came back for another season as a different character— now, so Larry's always, Larry has been very very good to what
0: me. What was it like working with him? Because he's he's awesome. I mean, is he just? I mean, I've had different stories. I've seen people just they don't know what to say, but he's just like, oh,
1: right, just do it.
0: I mean, that's the, that's what they say. He's like, oh. like Chip Chinnery is a guy who has played a car dealer, and he's like, I walk in and I just talked to him. Paul Tompkins was on. I just yeah talk. It's like I'm a lawyer. What was it like for you? Did you, did you enjoy it? Because you, your the, improv background. He
1: called. So I didn't audition for the second, for the second character. I don't know what season it was, second, second or third season. And so I didn't know what I was playing. So, again, I'm showing up. I don't know I don't know how old this character is supposed to be. I don't know what this, you know. And so I'm asking people, um, Ted Danson is there. Um,
0: you work with handsome men.
1: I do. It's I like, work. you're lucky. Ted Danson,
0: Tom Selleck, <laughs> Rob Lowe. Girls, if you listen to her, I'm getting into acting. <laughs> Look at this. She's working with these guys. Even Michael Chiklis isn't bad looking. Yeah. He's ripped. Yeah. But, just saying, you know, I'm um, so, so, so you're talking to these, you know, your yeah, role. No,
1: no one knew why we were there. No, okay. or I, I shouldn't say we knew why we were there. No one knew what we were going to shoot. Okay. And so we're kind of asking like, do you know, like, you know, I didn't know what to, what the wardrobe would be. Cause I didn't know what, but it was, it was at a restaurant. It was the restaurant season. And finally we get to set, we're sitting around the table. We're still asking like, do you know what's going on? Larry says, okay, here's the deal. You're Ted Danson. You're, you know, he says Ted to, to Danson. Um, this is a restaurant. We're doing this. And da 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 And the cameras were ready to go, and we started right there. So we didn't even know what we were doing until we started shooting.
0: Really? That must yeah. be awesome. Though. That must be like, but it must be nervous, nerve-wracking. But it's, I think it's probably once you, it's, it was probably the nerve-wracking was just getting to the point, wondering you're going to do. Once you got into the moment, it probably just was awesome.
1: Yeah, and as long as I'm not the only one that doesn't know what what's going right.
0: on. right? <laughs> yeah, it's like you're not the one who, It was the guy that jokes on you, Susie. Thought- we all knew, it was a party, it was a surprise party. And as
1: soon as I found out, like, okay, no one knows what we're doing, okay, then I'm cool.
0: So, okay, so you do that, and then you're still, you're getting different. Now, I see you ventured into movies then like uh you were in dodgeball Uh, yeah how did they how how does the movies come because you're a known face i mean the i mean not 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 not, i'm saying the public doesn't know you but you know when when you don't audition for larry david i I think you're somewhat known i'm just saying it's not like i'm gonna sit there and he's gonna call me and go see you want to come on my show no that's not gonna happen so you so you you're are you getting you're getting known in the industry that you have to be people have to know you and you and you've been on some top shows and and you've haven't been fired. It's been whatever. So you, they must yes. think that this person's a uh, is a go-to person. Were you getting? Was it getting hope, easier for you? I,
1: I yeah. Back then, was I mean, it getting that's easier. Like th- I think that was a goal of me pretty early on. I remember I was doing I was doing a television show and it, and it was um, they were casting a girlfriend. They cast the girlfriend after the table read or after the first rehearsal. She was fired, and they got in another girlfriend. And on Tuesday we do the rehearsal or the run through she gets fired the third day we've got a third girlfriend you know and it might have been even four by the time we get to the final girlfriend and I was actually standing behind the producers and they said she's great it was Brenda Strong who's a who's another uh, very established character actor and I heard the producer say, like, oh, we should have called her first. She can do anything. And I remember thinking, like, that's... I would love... Maybe I'm, I'm never going to be famous. Maybe I'm never going to whatever, quote-unquote, make it. But I would love for people to say that about me.
0: See, that's cool. I, I just watched a uh, documentary on Netflix, but I fell asleep on it. Not that it was bad. I was just tired. <laughs> I was tired. But it was about character actors. And it was all these... They had 17 male character, character actors. And that's what they were saying. People go, oh, well, we need... The, the Judge, or we, there was a, mm-hmm. g- a great actor named Robert Picardo who was on my show, and he's been in so much stuff. But now you see him, he always plays a judge or a doctor or, you know, just like that, because he has that look. He's bald, and bald's happening to people. And uh, so, yeah, so, so but the dodgeball now, did that come to, did you know some did you have to audition for that, or did you know someone? I auditioned,
1: someone? yeah, I auditioned, and um, Ben Stiller was in the room, and he laughed, and... Uh, It was really fun.
0: And your role was whose wife?
1: I was uh, the guy from Office Space. I can't remember his name.
0: Office Space?
1: The guy with the red stapler in Office Space.
0: Oh, wait. Oh, um, Ron Livingston?
1: No. It was his wife. I was his um, mail order wife. Okay. The one that did the loser sign on her forehead. And
0: now you didn't didn't get noticed after that?
1: (laughs) No. First of all, I look crazy in that movie. I look like completely different. Total like tr- matching tracksuit. Um,
0: but that's, oh, that's good though. It's a good look for you. <laughs> the it's good look. So now you do that. Now, now and I'm, I'm sorry, I don't think you, you, you started doing a lot more series. Then you did half and half. Now, now yeah. that was with who?
1: That was with um, Rachel True and Essence Atkins and um, that was you know that was another thing where like the, I think they fired someone. I don't know, but it was one of those things where most shows shoot Monday through Friday. So if they call you in on a Wednesday, that means they they started with someone else on a Monday.
0: And so you got most
1: that. of the time. I'm not sure, but I never asked. So, so they, they called you on a Wednesday. They called me on a Wednesday, and they're like, "Can you do this?" And I was, and I said, "Sure." And it was one of those things like it's a waitress, blah blah blah. They they were so nice and it was so fun and they ended up writing a recurring role for me where like this waitress just kept coming back or they kept going obviously to this this restaurant and that they, they
0: well that, that means they must like you and that happens a lot like I talked to a lot of actors on the show and they sit yeah. there and they go wow and they go all of a sudden we go in there once and then we keep coming back. I think David Higgins. That happened to him, like in one of the shows on Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, they kept bringing him back, and then some other show he was on. He's like, and that's awesome.
1: I just heard an interview with Vince Gilligan saying the Aaron Paul character was supposed to be killed off.
0: I saw, I read that they said after the sixth episode. Yeah, and I guess, I guess, first of all, Breaking Bad. I'm only up to season. Okay, three. I'm not going to say anything. No, I'm only on season three. I have to catch up on it. But uh, they were saying and it's, everyone says how great it is, and it is. But they said, I guess, during the whole time, like Brian Cranston would totally screw with him, like in the beginning, like not now, of course, because. He's one Emmy as the kid, but he was just squealing. Went, oh, I think you, this is the day you're gonna get fired. And like he would just and Aaron, uh, Paul, whatever. What's his name? Paul. What's his first name? Aaron.
1: Aaron Paul. Yeah. Yeah. He
0: was just saying how he would get into his head because like all the oh, time. Actors are is so that, neurotic. But isn't that weird how you look at it? Like he would have was in the show. It has probably sucked. I mean, I mean, after the six, I don't know how you would have followed it if he got killed.
1: But I mean, I think he's just he—he's compelling to watch. The character is great, but I also also think you know, Aaron Paul brought so much to that character. They're like, we can't get rid of this, we can't get rid of him, and and there there is definitely a chem- chemistry with um, Hank. Um,
0: oh yeah, they're they're great. I mean, I, I do have to catch up on it because I think that's the problem with Facebook is that you can't go on on Sundays because people say stuff. And now,
1: see, why do people do that? Because not they're nothing...
0: assholes. And the thing is, I have I have East Coast feed. I could ruin stuff for people out mm, here, but you
1: don't because you're a good person. Yeah,
0: and I just, Sundays are Sundays are hard for me now though because yeah. I have Newsroom, I have Ray Donovan, I have Dexter, and now there's this new show, Low Winter Sun, on AMC after Breaking Bad, yep. which is very good. If I did Breaking Bad, I would never get out of the house. No. It's crazy. So you're a big Breaking Bad fan. I am. It's, it's just so, so. What are some of the other shows you like? I mean, and you're an actor, so you have different tastes, you know. We're in.
1: It's interesting though, but I don't know if other actors will say this, but I, I don't, I, I separate my work life with my fan life. So I never, if I, if there's a show I like, like Breaking Bad, I never go to like I wonder what it's like to work on it. Okay. Or oh, I, I wonder where they shot this. Like I am 100. percent I sign up for the show or the fantasy or the reality. One hundred percent.
0: So you sit there now as as an adult, you don't know, sit there and fantasize watching the TV and then it says Susie know. Nakamura <laughs> as, as bum, drug dealer bum, number bum, four. That's going to drive me. I think that might be the Jacques Cousteau stuff. <laughs> that's like that's like a uh, one of those National Geographic like Jacques Cousteau thousand whatever. That's what it, it's no. It, that's like a sea show. The one you're doing it's a, it's it's like sea escape.
1: Or no, because then it goes da 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 da. da.
0: I don't know, but anyway, okay. so so I, I, I'm not <laughs> gonna drive me crazy. So, so you so you're sitting there and you uh now you, you're working, you're working a lot of parts, okay. I keep seeing
1: you just trying. I just did an amazing television series uh with Matthew Perry called Go On, and right? It was canceled, but it was, it was it was again like a great experience. Um, oh, I, you know what, I did, I went to Latin Nights at. LACMA and a woman came up to me and says you look a lot like the girl from go on
0: and you said you were
1: and I said <laughs> and then my husband yelled she is <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got a question I'm seeing this the minor accomplishments of Jackie Woodman who who was that was that Laura Keitlinger yeah you know what's funny
1: did you see that show that no. was a great show no but this is how
0: small world small world people I'm telling you small world there's something went on the computer I had to check um <laughs> I used to wait tables with Adam Crassen, who was one of the producers. Him and Mitch, I think, were the two producers yes. of that show. It's just weird, because yes. I thought met him. I was like, whatever happened to him? And I saw what he did, and then I just saw it in your thing. And I heard it was an awesome show. So good. So don't, don't you hate that when a really great show doesn't make it?
1: Yeah, I don't understand that. You know what? Another uh, – this sounds weird because I was on it, but I'm not saying that because I was on it. I had a very small role, uh, but Men of a Certain Age – that was a great show. It was so good. Let and me, they canceled it.
0: Well, it's funny because <laughs> men of a certain age, um, John
1: yes, was
0: on the, my show. Nicest guy. Here's a very funny story. He, that role was written for him.
1: Yeah. It was how called great was called How great was he?
0: Yeah. But you know what's funny? He had to read for that because they said, and Ray's like, hey, you know, these, you know it's written for Manfril because they're like best friends. Yeah. And it was so bad. And this is what's funny. You know why we we always wore a hat? Manfred wore the hat because this is this people. This is what Hollywood is so screwed up. They thought his hair was too much like Scott Bakula's. Him and Scott Bakula look nothing alike. I know. It's funny. So, but, so Mete age was good. So, but you were but you were on that. But now, did that? Did you cross your fandom there or, or no? Or did you become a fan after you were on it?
1: I started watching it. Okay. Um. And I completely forgot I was on that show. <laughs>
0: I I didn't see it in your I'm looking through your and people go to IMDb. She has an amazing I mean amazing you have an amazing race, mate. I mean I, I'm just being honest. I'm not pulling smoke up your ass. I'm like, God, I'm like <laughs> That's very kind I'm of like, you. I'm like, how many that. more how many more shows can she be on? I'm like instead of going, Okay, this, this, this uh, okay, this this so so you
1: But peppered in there are like shorts that I did with friends, web series, independent movies.
0: You're on Castle. <laughs> I love Castle. That was fun. He's a... Uh, he's he's Getting chubby, the Castle. I noticed no, that. He's not. No, I noticed no. It's still a lie. I still, I love he him. He was he's on great. Two
1: Guys a Girl and a I know. Pizza Place. It's I funny. remember. It's,
0: so, so you, so okay. So they go on. They have that come because Matthew Perry's such a big star, and it's I like, know. and you think, and that's what I always think. Like, and it was, and he's, and I saw a few of the episodes, and. Uh, he was very likable, and he's, he's one of those guys that you just like. I mean, he's one of those people that, as an actor, and the sh- the, his character wasn't like Ch- uh, Chandler Bing. You know, it wasn't no. like Schwimmer. I see Schwimmer in all the same roles. You know, it's just... But so it was... It, and once again, that's a very hyped show, because it was pretty much Matthew Perry's return. He did a few of those movies, and it, was, it seemed like the perfect vehicle for him.
1: I thought it was Because he He was
0: Another good looking guy She's worked with
1: And <laughs> yeah. Castle
0: Oh god Man this girl has Like she like Seeing her resume Is like looking through An episode A magazine of Tiger Beat
1: <laughs> Yeah whatever Whatever happened to Tiger Beat It's still around
0: oh. It's alright I was What's on What's
1: Teen Beat I, that does not exist. Did I just made that know. up. Okay. I, if
0: I knew that, I'd be like a pedophile. <laughs> that's not good. That's right. Okay. You shouldn't know. I, should, that. I don't have kids. I shouldn't know, I that. Shouldn't know that. I Even. remember Tiger. So, no, so no, no. How did, did you have to audition a lot for that? Yeah,
1: I always, I, I. No, a I lot though, because I heard
0: sometimes for like series, because that's a really big series. Did you have to like go a few times or?
1: You usually have to go like you audition for the producers, and then you usually have maybe one more, and then you test. Okay. Sometimes it just. Sometimes it's as short as producers, and then you test. Now, it
0: must not be hard to get excited. I know you said from the beginning with the thing, but when you hear it's Matthew Perry on NBC, and you know this, it must be hard not to get excited, though, somewhat. I mean, because I know everyone has to be realistic, but yeah. but we never are. It's like, it's like you know, when you get an audition, oh, I might get the part, but we still think that. But it must have been... Uh, um, were you nervous for that audition? Because it's uh, such a high magnitude series.
1: Well, like you don't know if if it's even going to get picked up. So if it's if you just if you get hired for a pilot and you shoot it for you know five seven days and then doesn't get picked up, then that's it. So right. like so you kind of have to see it as just this is a job. This is a job. This is a five day job. This is a seven day job. And you cannot. I mean, you. But
0: Matthew Perry. An NBC, it's like
1: you still you're cautiously optimistic, <laughs> as, as yeah. they say in the business. You're be, I, cautiously I, optimistic. I
0: give you props because I'd be like, ah, <laughs> screw all you, baby. I, I got b- I book. <laughs> I but bo- going pick up.
1: I just bought a boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I bought a chair made out of money. <laughs>
0: exactly. So so you get the show, and uh and it got good reviews.
1: I got I got great reviews. I thought Matthew was amazing. I thought it was he made me cry. Like when we were shooting a couple times, meanly yes, or like, laughing? No, like he was so he, he was he was so good, and you felt for this guy. Like I was shooting with him, and I'm like I actually thought it was re- like it was real. <laughs> maybe I have a, maybe like I'm not that developed emotionally. But no, but it I was it was separate.
0: It was a uh, ensemble. Yeah, and that was the young African American kid. he from From Everyone Loves Chris?
1: Yes. Yes. Okay. Really which was, that
0: was a great show too.
1: That cast was great. Oh, yeah. Greatest cast. John Cho, Julie White, Laura Bonanti, Sarah Baker, hilarious.
0: Wait, John Cho. John Cho's from. Uh... Harold and Kumar. Okay, now he's on a drama coming out, Sleepy Hollow, that looks like the stupidest show ever. It's coming out on Fox. I like, watch it. Like, yeah, but, but <laughs> Sleepy Hollow, like, really, there's a Headless Horseman running around New York.
1: But they've got Once Upon a Time on the air, they've oh, got I... Grimm, they've got all that. That's a whole thing happening now. But Beauty so,
0: and the Beast. That's for that cast, though, so it is a great Amazing. cast. Amazing.
1: Brett Gelman, hilarious. Who's the guy with the beard? Brett Gilman. Okay.
0: He's very he's I see him in a lot of commercials. A while back, ages ago.
1: Yeah. He's guy. hilarious. And Seth was, Morris, Tyler was amazing.
0: Was it just fun? Was it a fun time shooting? It
1: was. And it was hard, but it but it was the hours were long. So that was the hard part. But being again, it was almost like touring. You're with the nicest, funniest people. Right. And they're paying you to spend Thirteen hours a day, and you're like, "All right, I'll take it."
0: So, so now, were you depressed when that got canceled? I mean, because I mean that was yeah, I was because it was. I mean, and the funny thing about <laughs> Still that depressed, is by but the no, way. but no, it was it had such a and that's to me that's just I don't get TV sometimes because it had such they put so much money into the marketing to say Matthew Perry's coming back, just keep it on for two years. I know people liked it.
1: Look, we get TV, we don't get programming, we don't get networks, right? So we that, get TV.
0: Now, how did they hit you? Up? How did they tell you it was canceled? You just did you? Because sometimes people have said they've read. Like uh, one guy read in the paper. Another NBC show, uh, Mo Mandel was on. Who was in that show with Hank Azaria, uh, whatever it was? And that show got canceled. And he read about it. He found on the deadline that he was out of a job.
1: I did a show with Hank Azaria. Okay. I did a show with a short lived series, and um, we had a table read on Monday, and there was some problems with the script. So they said, you know what? We're not going to rehearse this afternoon we're going to work on the script, so why don't you guys go home and come back tomorrow and we will start with the new script tomorrow. And we're like, all right, I'll see you tomorrow. Never went back. Really? <laughs> it was canceled.
0: It's crazy. <laughs> I swear. I don't know. It's, um, I, I'm, 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 I'm upset. You, you brought up with such great talent and then, and they're just, they're mean people, these people out there. Not the talent, the mean people. So, so when the life goes on, though, just just they just call you and they say you didn't get picked up. Or? Well,
1: there's a you know the upfronts are in May, and that's when all the networks sort of announce their fall lineup. So there's a deadline of us you know finding out because uh, sometimes they they will fly people out you know to announce the new shows or whatever. So once the upfront date you know is looming, there's rumors. Okay. Is it's going to get picked up. It's not going it. to. Um, the producers for go on were nice enough to to call each and every one of us and and give us a little bit of a warning okay. and they just said you know what we don't. It's not official, but it's not looking good. Okay. And to sort of prepare us emotionally. But like, that's good. I'm that's nice you, of them.
0: It's hard. You need it. You need. Yeah, it. of course. Because I get bummed can- if a guest cancels on me. I get bummed out. I can imagine. It's like
1: what? You can get blindsided, and exactly. you know, and still, even with that warning, I was like, "But it's so good," and you know, and it's Matthew Berry, and he's so good. It has you know. So you kind of hold out hope.
0: Well, I'm sorry about that, and I'm mad now. You know, we have about we have about f- <laughs> four minutes left. Is there anything you want to plug coming up? There, I know you have a website.
1: I have a website.
0: Give the people... If I
1: tell... Okay, so now I have to remember to update it. It's suzynakamura.com. I also have a Facebook page. I've started to tweet. I'm trying to be better. I'll follow you on Twitter. Okay.
0: Okay, What do, do you tweet jokes and stuff, or what do you tweet?
1: I... T- I try and tweet jokes.
0: (laughs) My my latest tweets and I and people get it. Sometimes I go on like tweet fests. I tweet too much, but I've been doing uh super groups that didn't garnish enough attention. Like I had what was uh I was uh I even forget them. It was. I had a pet shop. Boys, the men. Just different stuff. That I, 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 love, I love. those switching. Because Twitter is just quick and it's funny. So it's. It's S it's, it's U Z Y.
1: S U Z Y.
0: Just like Lily in the first show was a Y. Susie in the show is a Y, and it's N A K A M U R A. See that? And so now, now any show? Are you, are you coming up with anything soon? Any shows coming up? We're going to see on TV.
1: I did a web series okay. for um, the Yum Yum F Network. Which I mean, is... Yum, yum, F. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the acronym for You Offend Me, You Offend My Family.
0: Okay, and now what's the website? on
1: YouTube? It's called Sex and Marriage, and I don't know when it premieres.
0: But if they, if they type in YouTube Sex and Marriage, they're going to eventually it'll be up
1: there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm excited about that, because that was different. That's cool.
0: That was with As, a, of ca- yours? as
1: a character actor, You, I mean for women it's like they never you you never really have a kissing scene or you never really have a boyfriend or or you know so this was fun for me because it's about a relationship and uh it's about sex and marriage
0: see there you go and now now are you auditioning a lot still
1: uh it will pick yeah it's starting to pick up right now like august and september because the shows are coming back and that kind of stuff but not commercials (laughs) i'm still i'm gonna try you know what, that's, I'm still going to try.
0: Because then now commercials could be your waiter job <laughs> okay. instead of TV. Now commercials could be that. So TV would be your money. Sure. And then, of course, commercials <laughs> you make a ton of money. Yeah. <laughs> but that could be your job there.
1: All right. All right. We'll the scene. I and I also did um, a, an independent movie called Afternoon Delight. It opens up in Los Angeles at the end of August, I believe. I know what's that about? Real quick. It's about um, a bored housewife that decides to... Um, Will say men, mentor a stripper. Are you the housewife? No, I'm not. I'm one of the friends. Okay, but it's um it's written and directed by Jill Salloway from uh Chicago. Okay, so Chicago's got a great
0: great great talent city. I mean, it's unbelievable that people have come through Chicago. It's you yeah. really it's amazing. That's like Philadelphia had a great comedy scene. People don't remember that, but some of the people have come out. Same thing. Anyway. I want to thank you for coming on, Susie.
1: Thank you for having me. This is really fun. I'm glad you had
0: fun, and I'm glad we could do this because people, I when I usually record, I will be sitting there trying to get out of jury, but I can't talk about it. And that's when I say, "Hey, I'm on the radio. I can't, I can't be on the jury duty." So anyway, I want to thank you again. Uh, people, follow me at Twitter at Cooper Talk. Send me an email, Cooper at indie I N D I E100 com. Also, if you go to iTunes or Stitcher, type in one word, Cooper Talk. I have about 175 episodes up. My website is Cooper net. i'm posting episodes facebook go to the cooper talk fan page and of all i have pictures of all my guests and if you click on that picture it will give you a link straight to the show they're on so it makes it easy for you and um susie will be up next week i just put my shows up a week after and uh, every thursday listen to me um uh 12 o'clock midnight uh our time three o'clock Eastern, on the Big Daddy Graham Show out of Philadelphia Sports Radio, W94YP. And I just talk about Hollywood. So I want to thank my guest, Susie. Thank you, Susie. Follow her on Twitter. I'm Steve Cooper. Follow me on Twitter, at Cooper Talk. And I'm going to go and uh, eat lunch, I think. That's what I'm going to do now. Anyway, you guys have a great weekend. And uh, take your vegetables. Eat your vegetables. Whatever.